Good morning. It is Monday, December 6th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I didn't expect this, but we're actually going to finish the book of Zechariah today. It's kind of best if we just do all of chapter 14 in one go, because it all revolves around one central theme. Finally, we will see the coming day of the Lord. And this will end the book of Zechariah for us, which means it's 14 chapters, but a lot of these chapters read pretty quick. We're going to do a total read-through tomorrow. It's probably going to be a longer episode, probably 20 to 25 minutes total. Totally optional to listen to. The reason we do that is because, well, I guess all the episodes are optional to listen to, but tomorrow's episode is not going to be a devotional. What it's going to be is a read through the book. And we do this because we've been in Zechariah for uh, about a month and a half. So sometimes it's best to just take a step back, read the whole book, get one, just go at it to make sure if the Lord wanted to bring anything else out of this book, maybe he'll do that as we read through the entire thing. So today we're going to read all of chapter 14. Chapter 14 is a little long, and this episode itself could run a little long. So what we'll do to just save a little bit of time is cut out the missions focus on Monday. And we'll just do that on Thursday, I guess, because Wednesday we pray through the psalm. Tomorrow we're not going to do it because it's a read-through. So we'll do Wednesday psalm, Thursday missions, Friday benediction, and that'll be the week. Wednesday we'll start the book of Malachi. So, man, we got a week packed week ahead of us. This is uh, exciting because we're moving through Advent and these passages are meant to prepare us for Christmas and Christmas is less than 20 days away. What better way to do it than with the last two books of the Old Testament? All right, let me read all of our passage for us today. I'll pray and then we'll dive right into it. This is Zechariah chapter 14 verses 1 through 21. Behold, a day is coming for the Lord when the toil taken from you will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses plundered, and the women raped. Half of the city shall go into exile, but the rest of the people shall not be cut off from that city. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as when he fights on a day of battle. On that day his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives, that lies before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, by a very wide valley so that one half of the mount shall move northward and the other half southward. And you shall flee to the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach to Azal. And you shall flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. On that day there shall be no light, cold, or frost. And there shall be a unique day, which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but at evening time there shall be light. On that day, living waters shall flow out from Jerusalem, half of them to the eastern sea and half of them to the western sea. It shall continue in the summer as in winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be one and his name one. The whole land shall be turned into a plain from Geba to Rimon south of Jerusalem. But Jerusalem shall remain aloft on its site from the gate of Benjamin to the place of the former gate, to the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananel to the king's winepresses. And it shall be inhabited, for there shall never again be a decree of utter destruction. Jerusalem shall dwell in security. And this shall be the plague, with which the Lord will strike all the peoples that wage war against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they are still standing on their feet. Their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongue will rot in their mouths. 
and on that day a great panic from the Lord shall fall on them, so that each will seize the hand of another, and the hand of the one will be raised against the hand of the other. Even Judah will fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations shall be collected, gold, silver, and garments, in great abundance. And a great plague, like this plague, shall fall on the horses, the mules, the camels, the donkeys, and whatever beasts may be in those camps. Then, everyone who survives of all the nations that have come against Jerusalem shall go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and keep the Feast of Booths. And if any of the families of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, there will be no rain on them. And if the family of Egypt does not go up and present themselves, then on them there shall be no rain. There shall be the plague with which the Lord afflicts the nations that do not go up to keep the Feast of Booths. This shall be the punishment to Egypt and the punishment to all the nations that do not go up to the keep the Feast of Booths. And on that day there shall be inscribed on the bells of the horses, Holy to the Lord. And the pots in the house of the Lord shall be as the bowls before the altar, and every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holy to the Lord of hosts, so that all the sacrifice may come and take of them and boil the meat of the sacrifice in them. And there shall no longer be a traitor in the house of the Lord of hosts on that day. Let's pray together. God in heaven, as we close out the book of Zechariah today and read all of chapter 14, and look at this day of the Lord, when you finally do come in victory. Lord, what a day it will be. Won't you be with us today and give us guidance and wisdom? Amen. Well, my friends, this is the end of Zechariah, like I said. And this episode, as I'm looking at the clock, is already running into like six minutes. And we haven't even started any interpretation yet. Of course, with all of these prophetic and apocalyptic passages, there's many, many interpretations. But the main gist of this passage is, is what we've been talking about for a few weeks now, that the Lord will come back a second time. And we see that when Jesus comes, it is not going to look like the first time he came. It's Christmas time, and we're all singing Christmas songs in church and at home, and we're putting up our Christmas trees, and we're thinking about baby Jesus, and we're going to nativity, live nativities, and we're seeing this peaceful scene. As we read our passage, did any of it speak of peace before the Lord finally enacted peace through war, when he destroys all the enemies of Jerusalem? These satanic forces will rise up against God's people in Jerusalem. And it will look like they're winning. It says in our passage that the city will be ransacked. Though women will be raped and brutalized, it'll look like victory for satanic forces. We should expect violent and gross language about the army that Satan rises up against God's people. But then, as it says at the beginning of chapter 14, the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as when he fights on the day of battle. And from then on, Really, there's no even mention of God's enemies again, except their fleeing, except their defeat, except their death, except their annihilation. My friends, as we go today, and we're in the Christmas spirit, we're thinking about the baby Jesus coming to be born. That was the first coming of our Lord, the one that saved us, the one that still is offering peace to those who come to him. In our passage, it says that all God's enemies will come to him and bow and worship. But it's beginning because he conquered them as a king who marches out to battle for his people. Anyone who doesn't worship this king will be inflicted with a plague of death. My friends, we have a job to do. This Christmas, we must tell our friends and our family members about the Jesus who came the first time so that they don't have to meet the Jesus who comes the second time. Let me close this in prayer today. God in heaven, as we close out our 
devotion and we go now into our day all about the world, listening to this passage of scripture. God, let it motivate us to do the job you have left us to do. You have ascended into heaven after you bought the redemption for our bodies and our souls. And now you have left us with your Holy Spirit to spread your good news to those who have never heard it. God, help us to believe that we have good news to share, that we can see your churches full if only we'll be obedient people to do the work of spreading the gospel to those who need it. Father, we know that you'll come a second time, and it's a terrifying image. The one who stands in the Mount of Olives and splits it open, the waters rush out from the city of Jerusalem because of your coming. Oh Lord, you will bring judgment powerfully, swiftly, and finally. Lord, may that day come only after you have called all of your children to yourself. Lord, help us to be obedient brothers and sisters today, children of God, to do that work. We pray these things in your Son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.